For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 1 as we'll be at today. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 1 as we're going to learn some valuable lessons about giving to the Lord and what God expects from us. I know we know what man expects and what people think, but what does God have to say about these matters? Let's look into it. Verse number one says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Verse number two, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, and there be no gatherings when I come. Now, the first thing I'm going to say and the first thing that I'm going to address is because in my lifetime, I have seen this verse so missed used by prosperity preachers. I have seen this verse so misused by some so-called evangelists saying, you give and God will give you abundantly. Just send me X amount of dollars as God has prospered you. You give and God's going to give you more. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not what this verse is talking about. I'm telling you, that's not what God's telling you in this verse. This verse is talking about giving to the church. Listen to what it says in verse number one. As I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. And then he goes on to say, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, if God has prospered him, that there be no givings when I come. Listen to me. God wants you to give unto the church. It's great to give an offering to a preacher or an evangelist or missionary, but your your first order should be to your local church that is investing in you where God has planted you and is growing you and is watering you and is feeding you. And this is what the Bible's saying here, this is exactly what he's talking about. As I have given order to the churches. Now, with that said, when you when you go to give, it, it should be with intent. It shouldn't just be when I feel like it or, or when I remember or when I got time. or No, it, it, there should be some forethought into it. The laying by of funds was to be done on the first day of the week, it says. And so there is a plan there. There's even a certain time for it. And here's some amazing facts. The Lord Jesus was risen on the first day of the week. The day of Pentecost was on the first day of the week. And the disciples gathered together 
on the first day of the week to break bread in Acts chapter 20 and verse number 7. So the first day of the week is very important to God. You listen to what he says in verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered you. So there's a day, there's a time, there's a place, and there's an intent when you give to God. It is supposed to be intentional. Amen? On the first day of the week. Now, is the money going to the church? Yes. Is the money going to be given to some people? Yes. But when let me tell you, just tell you something. When you give money... To somebody that needs it. When you give money to a hurting family, when you give money to a certain missionary, when you give money to an evangelist, you are really giving that money to God. You might be giving it to that person, but you're really giving it to God. Now, if they do something wrong with it after you have given it, given it, you've given it to the, with the right intent of your heart, then it's on them. God's only going to hold you accountable for what He called you to do and what He called you to give, and from there. If they do something wrong with it, then it's on them and they will give an account unto God. And so when you give to that person, to that people, to that church, you're giving it to God. Amen. And so it should be done on purpose with intent. Amen. And the Bible even says God loveth the cheerful giver. He does. God loveth a cheerful giver. And I just a personal, this is just a personal belief. Uh, of mine that uh, if you give grudgingly, you might not get too many blessings for it. But man, if God loves a cheerful giver, how much more is God going to bless you? Amen. Amen for that. And so we know that God's telling them here, hey, up on the first day of the week, you lay aside as God has prospered you. Now, a lot of people will say 10%. You could make yours 25% or 50%. Whatever God has put on your heart amen it doesn't have to be a certain number across across the board do i dare say that a lot of us could give a lot more than just 10 percent here in america and so the second important principle is that the instructions concerning the collections were for each one each person no matter what their status was their economical status their social status whether they're rich or poor slave or free they're all, and we are all supposed to give part in the sacrificial giving unto the church, unto God. And listen, and giving is and was to be done systemically. That means it's planned. I'm going to plan to give to God. And the Bible, what is my plan? The Bible says, as the Lord had upon the first day of the week, amen, as God has prospered you. In other words, have a plan when you're giving. It's not to be just done flippantly whenever I feel like it or whenever I have time or whenever I remember. No, but I'm supposed to plan that out. On the first day of the week, they were to lay aside something for the Lord. They shouldn't be storing up. Now, hold on. Let's stop right there. Let's clarify that. Shouldn't be storing up, hoarding up riches. Now, if you have $10 and you go out and you blow that $10 and you go sit on the couch and say, well, God said he was going to provide. Well, that's just being foolish. Is it not? But giving, if you make $100 and you say, you know what? I'm going to give $30 of this to the Lord. And I'm going to take the rest and I'm going to pay my bills. And I'm going to put $10 in savings. I would call that wise and also biblical. Amen. Give to God first. Pay your bills. Save a little. Go on and do it again the next week. That's being a good steward of what God 
has given you. That's being a good steward of what God has provided for you and your family. Amen. It's not saving everything that you can because you're you're not going to take one dime with you. You know, it's amazing to me that most of the wealth on the planet is owned by 1% of the people. So many millions of people live in squander and are starving to death and homeless. And, and some of them are there on their own accord. Some of them have put themselves there. I understand that. But there is a lot in the world that did not put themselves there and would do whatever it takes to get out of it. And they'd work their way out of it if given the opportunity. And yet you have a so a certain class of people that have everything. They have way more than they could ever spend, ever want, or ever need. But yet they hoard it up. And even here in America, the good working middle class, we are rich compared to the rest of the world. And so how many things in your house do you have stored up that you haven't used in a year or touched or, or, or moved or seen or you dig through something man i can't believe i got all this you got so much food it's going bad you got to throw it out and so the bible's talking about don't be hoarding up all your money for what just so that you can have a, a certain number in the bank account just so you can you can feel like you're somebody or, or or to give you that what we want and what a lot of ladies want is security now there's nothing wrong with security and if you're a man it's your job to give your wife security amen the bible says it's it's for a man he's worse than an infidel if he doesn't provide for his family so it is good to give uh, your wife security and a woman wants security but there's a difference between having security and hoarding up every diamond dollar that you can get and i believe that's what the bible's talking about here give as god has given unto you god loves a cheerful giver do it first on the first day of the week in other words god should be first in your mind God should be first in your heart. God should not be behind in second of your bank account. No, God should be first. Amen? And that's what he's talking about. Don't store it up. You're not going to take it with you. Why not go ahead and give it to the Lord? And so, in other words, you're giving away something that you could never keep anyways to earn something that you could never lose, as one great missionary said. Man, boy, that's a deal, isn't it? You won't go around and find no bargain for sale like that. Where you, where you can you can buy something or give your money away and get something in return that you can't lose, that can't be stolen, that doesn't corrupt, that doesn't rust. Amen. And that's what you're doing when you're giving your money to the Lord on the first day of the week as God has prospered you. To help and this is to help the members of the church, amen, as we should be doing today. And I praise the Lord that I am part of a church like that, that will step out and help people. Now, I'm not talking about just any old somebody just call up and say, hey, I need my light bill paid. No, but I'm talking about people that are in the church, that, that, that are loved and, and cared for and looked after. Doesn't mean they have everything they want, but there are people and the church is willing to help them, like the church in the Bible. And I thank God that we are part of that church. And that's Fort Cooper Baptist. And I'm very thankful to be part of a church like that, like the Bible says. And, hey, there are a lot of people that just like this verse says, just like me and you, that, hey, we should give unto the Lord on the first day of the week as God hath prospered us. Verse number three, and when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring you liberality unto Jerusalem. 
Verse 4, And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. And so he's talking about somebody else coming from another church with a letter. Do you see what he says? Whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters. Why? Why would somebody need approval? Well, the first thing to be found in the steward is be faithful. It does, does, isn't that what the Bible says? Absolutely. It doesn't say that they must be very smart, very educated, very intelligent, very skilled, very this, very rich, very that. No, but it does say faithful. Amen. And so that's the first thing that you should be is faithful. And here he says, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters. And the next verse he said, and if it be meet that I go, they shall go with me. In verse number five, they plan to travel. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide ye and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. I love that part right there. Those four little words, if the Lord permit. The Apostle Paul says here, I've got all kind of plans. I want to serve the Lord. I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I want to do this and I want to be with you. I want to tarry with you. And I'm going to do all this that I can if the Lord permit. And I'm going to tell you, that is a great and wonderful way for you to live your life. That is a great example for us, for me and for you. I have all these plans that I want to do. I have all these things that I want to do. But I can tell you this, and I'm guilty of this, me telling the Lord all the great things I'm going to do for him instead of me listening and saying, yes, Lord, I'll do what you tell me to do. I will go where you call me to go, and I will do what you call me to do. Oh, how we are guilty. And some, in a, it's a good thing. You want to serve God. You want to do something great for the Lord. But instead, we've got it flipped around. Instead of listening to the Lord, we want to tell him what great and mighty things we're going to do for him. Instead of us listening and saying, here am I, Lord, send me. What will you have me to do? Where will you have me to go? How much will you have me to give? Amen. Listen to what Paul says. If the Lord permit, what could you put in front of that statement that is in your life, where you're at right now in your life, that you say, if the Lord permit? permit. There are many statements I could put in front of that. There are many things I want to do for the Lord. There, there are many people I want to be saved. There are many places I want to preach. There are many places I want our ministry to grow so that we can preach the gospel, so that people can be saved, so that people can be, can be encouraged, so people can draw close to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many things I want to do for the Lord, but it's all up to him that's what I've done with our ministry. I've given it to him and it'll, it'll be as big or as small or go as far or not as far as God wants it to go. Just like Paul says, if the Lord 
permit. I've turned it over to him and I've done that. I've done that for a few years, try to tell the Lord what great and mighty things I'm going to do for him. But I've reached that point and I've matured now to where I'm listening to the Lord and I'm saying, God, whatever you want, whatever you say, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, if the Lord permit. Amen. Verse number eight tells you, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, until Pentecost. So possibly Paul would spend the winter with the saints in, in Corinth and then would, would go on his way wherever he goes from there and then into Macedonia. But he did look forward to staying with them for a while before leaving Macedonia. And so Paul expected to tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. And it's from verse 8 that we learn that the epistle was written from Ephesus. So that's where Paul is at in the city of Ephesians when he's, when he's writing this. And it's an amazing thing how God used Paul in so many different places, in so many different ways, in so many different environments. I mean, everywhere from the jail cell uh, to just all kinds of places, to, to being on house arrest in his house, to, to being in a prison cell. Um, it is amazing. And that should show you that no matter where you're at, no matter what has happened, no matter what's in your life, no matter who's taken advantage of you, even if you've been falsely in prison, God can use you to do things that you never dreamed. Here we are, thousand, two thousand years later, preaching about what the Apostle Paul wrote back then. And so many times Paul was in peril and, and, and in agony and storms and, and uh, just tore up from the floor up. But yet he said, when I am weak, then is he strong. There's something about that, ladies and gentlemen. When you're weak, when you're physically weak or, or, or weak in every which way, that's when God can show himself in your life strong and mighty. Paul said, for when I am weak, then is he strong. Amen. Verse number nine, for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. Paul realized that there was a golden opportunity here for serving the Lord Jesus Christ at that time at Ephesus. And at the same time, he realized that there were many, many, many adversaries as the Christian faith still has today. Amen. What an unchanging picture this verse gives us of Christian service. On the one hand, there are the fields that are white unto harvest. They're ready. And on the other, there's a, a sleepless flow who seeks to obstruct, divide, destroy, oppose in every possible conceivable way. The Bible says the devil roameth the earth like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He most certainly does. And so even though it's been many years later, you have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're still dealing with the same evil forces. 
we're still dealing with the same fallen angels. We're still dealing with that same dirty, rotten devil that was in the Garden of Eden that deceived them. We're still dealing with that same devil, them same demons that were around that were attacking Paul when he was beaten and imprisoned. We are still dealing with them. It does not change and it will not change until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. So what an unchanging picture this verse gives us of Christian service. He says, for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. And I can say this in my own personal life. I don't know about yours, but I want you to look at your life. Because in my life, I know that it's been in the hard times when I've been attacked the most. When Satan was sifting me as wheat, I felt like, and just tearing me up and down. And that's when the big doors in my life opened for working for the Lord. That's when the big ministry doors would, would swing open. When the devil was all over me, tearing me down and beating me up. God would open in doors that I could never open on my own. I could have never kicked those doors open. But for some reason, in some way, that's the time that God decided to do it in my life when I felt like the devil was just destroying me. And so there was many doors, but there are many adversaries. And it's the same today. It's the same in your life. If you listen to me, when you truly get sold out for Jesus, when you truly get on fire from the Lord, that's when you're really going to know just how real that dirty devil really is. He's going to come after you with both barrels, with every evil force that he's got, and his armory and his artillery. He's coming after you. He wants to stop you. He wants to hinder you. He knows he can't have you. You belong to God. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can't lose your salvation. You belong to the Lord. He might take your physical life. He might do everything he can to hinder you and stop you, but he can't have you because you belong to the Lord. But he is going to try to stop you. He is going to try to get you so down and defeated that you won't tell a soul about the Lord Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you, when you really start witnessing, when you really start selling out for Jesus, when you really start giving to the Lord, listen to me, the devil's coming after you. But I can tell you this, the Bible also says when things like that happen, great, great is your reward in heaven, the Bible says. And listen to me, when you're at that point in your life, when the devil is attacking you and he's all over and you feel like he's destroying you, listen, that's when God can work mightily and the most powerfully in your life. Like Paul says here, that's when the big doors open. He said there's, there's some big doors, but there's some big adversaries too. And the same is in your life. You keep your eyes on the prize. You keep your eyes on Jesus. And know that when you're being attacked like that, it's for reason you must be doing something for the lord or this would not be happening you you must be doing what's right for before the lord god must be pleased with you because the devil's mad as fire and he's going to show it to you amen just remember great is your reward in heaven when that happens verse number 10 now if timetheus come see that he may be with you without fear for he worketh the work of the Lord as also I do. It means that he should be able to come to them without any fear, Timothy should, of not being accepted as a servant. Remember, Timothy was young back then. And that the latter is probably the proper meaning that indicated Paul's words, for he does the work of the Lord, for he worketh the work of the Lord. What can people say about you? Can people say that about you? 
that you doeth the work of the Lord. Hey, there's brother so-and-so. There's sister so-and-so. You know, I know they work for the Lord, not because they say it, but because I can see it. And I ask you, can people see that in your life like you could in Timothy? Verse number 11, let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace that he may come unto me. For I look for him with the brethren. Paul was looking for him saying he is profitable i need him he's working of the lord amen make sure that you're doing that make sure that you are working for the lord make sure people can see that in your life that hey they don't just say it they mean it they do it they walk it amen what you do is a whole lot more powerful than what you say amen to that we pray you have been blessed by today's message if you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.